Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to Beyond Surviving, the safe space for survivors of childhood sexual abuse to receive support, resources, and share their stories. Beyond Surviving is about freedom, healing, connection, and even laughter and fun. Most importantly, it's about letting go of the pain of abuse and finally moving on. I'm Rachel Grant. For those of you who don't yet know me, I've been a sexual abuse recovery coach since 2007 and am the author of Beyond Surviving, The Final Stage of Recovery from Sexual Abuse. I work with survivors who are sick and tired of feeling broken and unfixable, and I help them let go of the pain of abuse and move on with their lives. You can learn more about me and the Beyond Surviving program at www.rachelgrantcoaching.com. In this week's episode, I talk about the one area that is often unaddressed in recovery programs, the impact of abuse on our ability to live honest, integrous lives. We will explore the importance of restoring integrity to our lives in order to be able to express ourselves authentically and set and keep boundaries. Restoring integrity and boundaries. I find this extremely interesting and I, and I want to get to it so that our listeners understand because if you can't, if you can't deal with the, I guess, the integrity, is that what you're trying to say? If you can't deal with the integrity of what happened, if you can't see it, feel it, talk about it, get it out, and share it, then how will you deal with it? Uh, am I in the right direction? 
Not quite, not quite, but that's okay. actually a very interesting interpretation. And um, I, I kind of am intrigued by that, actually, uh, that being able to incorporate uh, this part of your story and this part of your experience and own it will lead you to leaving a more integrous life as opposed to when you're hiding it, you know, concealing it, that kind of thing. Um, okay. So the, do you mean then by restoring integrity to our lives? Right. Well, so I think that what happens with abuse is there are basically, you know, lots of areas that are impacted by abuse. But one, when it comes to integrity and our ability to kind of live honestly, we we really begin to struggle to speak up for ourselves, to ask for what we need, or honestly communicate what we think or feel about a situation. So we, you know, we feel compelled to conceal or to hide our genuine thoughts or feelings, which ultimately that means hiding ourselves. And that really is a result of what we had to do when it came to the abuse, right? So you, you think about, you know, my circumstance and many experiences of people who have been abused. The moment happens, the abuse begins, and then the next minute, you know, you're sitting in your living room with your family and... You're watching TV, and somebody says, how are you doing? And you say, I'm okay. And there's, like, this immediate disconnect from your voice. There's an immediate disconnect from your ability to speak up for yourself, to ask for what you need, to say what you really mean. And then the second impact is that we, we lose our ability to set and keep boundaries, right? So we find ourselves often saying or doing things that are not aligned with our authentic selves because of this. So restoring integrity, if you think about if you think about a bike wheel, right? And the wheel has a function. It's supposed to roll. It's supposed to keep you moving. Yeah? Well, if the tire has to be inflated, the spokes have to be in place, the hub of the wheel has to be solid. And if any one of those components is missing, then the integrity of that wheel is gone. Right? Right. So similarly, we have folks in our lives like peacefulness, love, companionship, money, career, health, and honesty, keeping our word, our language, and boundaries. And so when any of these areas are out of balance, our lives become wobbly. We just, you know, we're, we're missing something. So in order to set back into balance our relationship to word and our ability to set boundaries, we start with this idea of integrity and restoring integrity. Right. Huh. Yeah. yeah. You have the most clever metaphors. Where do you come up with these tires and scrapes and all the different <laughs> metaphors that you've shared with us tonight? Oh, my, my teen years as a, a poet, I guess. <laughs> it have you ever considered spoken word poetry? I bet you could write some really powerful I, pieces. I dabbled I, I in that a little bit in my younger years. Yeah, for sure. I still write a little bit from time to time. It's been a long time since I've read any of my poetry on a stage, but yeah. <laughs> it would be great if you could find a way to incorporate that into your workbook and like channeling your emotions is a therapeutic way to express them, wouldn't you say? Nice. I like that. I'm putting that as a note, reversion two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So put a footnote yeah. giving me some credit for that, please. I will. <laughs> I will. <laughs> As inspired by. <laughs> <laughs> so in one of these books, we're going to see this, you know, yeah, a mention. Yeah. I get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm just jockeying for a spot there. I see it. <laughs> comes down quite literally to language, right? Um, so my very simplified definition of integrity is saying what you mean and meaning what you say. So that whenever you say, whenever you make a promise, whenever you give your word, it's about really doing that with the full intention of following through with that taking whatever action you have to take in order to make sure that it actually happens. And as much as possible, trying to use, trying to avoid using language in ways that are, um, you know, kind of lazy or not intentional. So, you know, I mean, and I am definitely fall into this at times where you say something like, I'm never going to talk to you again. And you know you don't mean it, but, you know, you're basically degrading your word when you don't, fully take on the fact that what you say matters and what you say means something. And if you can't follow through on it, then every time that happens, it's like the, the thread between you and the person that you're communicating with becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. And so your relationships become uh, more difficult. Your relationships become not as meaningful or connected or grounded because of that as well. That makes a lot of sense. Don't say things you don't mean, no matter how uh, minute they might seem. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I can understand that, especially if you're dealing with a young person who's still in the concrete stage, right? Right, right. I mean, language is so extremely powerful. It is so amazingly powerful, and we just don't always give it its due credit. And because we become disconnected from our voice, you know, part of the work to do is to just simply reconnect. And so, uh, you know, the language, instead of being a tool for hiding a deception, can really become a tool for setting boundaries, communicating powerfully, and expressing what it is that you need and desire. So, you know, I like to work, and, and here's a little caveat, though. Because by no means do I want people to become uh, kind of robotic about communication. I don't want somebody to be like, I will be there at 2 o'clock p.m. on Tuesday, and if I don't, you know, I'm a very bad person and I broke my word. I, I want it to be more about being intentional and being conscious, just being aware. Like, what are you saying? What are you doing? And whenever possible, when you know that you're going to have to break a promise, getting into communication as soon as you can, because that actually, you know, fosters the relationship and protects the relationship a bit more. And so 
it's not about finding fault with another person. Like if somebody shows up late, you know, you're not judging them and saying, oh, you're out of integrity. It's not a, something like a wand or a sword, you know, <laughs> to wave about in order yeah. to try or slice others up or slice yourself up. But it's about reconnecting with language. And, and through that, you begin to feel the power of your voice. You begin to feel the, the, your ability to make decisions, your ability to make choices and express yourself. And sometimes, starting with something very small and simple, like if I say I'm going to be here at 5, by God, I'm going to be there at 5. Not right. the actual being on time. It's about the process of noticing what it feels like when you give your promise and your word to something and you follow through. Right. Because that means a lot to the person who's hearing it, whether or not mm -hmm. you can be trusted. You know, and, and yeah. it is a matter of trust. Uh, I, so I do. I really fully understand what you mean. Um, I, I think I got a little bit... Oh, somebody else has got a dog, too, huh? Guilty. Not me. That's me. That's me over here. here. Sorry. Ah, apologies. I'm about the I'll try and ask my question over the dog's yapping. Um, I was wondering, what's the relationship to setting boundaries to all of this? I know from reading some of the work on your website that you do a lot of work around setting boundaries and communicating what those are. How does that relate to living a life of integrity? Right. So, you know, as our word or um, in this sense, you know, a promise becomes more and more degraded over time, our ability to set and keep boundaries also suffers. So we struggle to say no, uh, or if we say no at all, or when we do say no, we end up caving all right. the time. So we make commitments that we don't follow through on, which then loses the sense that our promises to ourselves or to others really matter at all. And the ultimate outcome is that we fail to set or keep boundaries. And the double-edged sword there is that that leads us to feeling guilty, ashamed, inadequate, and so we just repeat the pattern, right? right. We just keep going around and around and around. And, you know, the idea, uh, you know, there are, there are a lot of topics out there about boundaries and what it really means. And, you know, uh, I think there's a lot of language out there about, you know, it's, you know, setting up a perimeter around you and, and all these sorts of things. I think it's really more a matter of coming into a place of being able to respect and honor yourself and so and trusting yourself. And that's the other big whammy about boundaries, that when we've been abused, our understanding of our ability to make good choices and to set a boundary becomes a bit skewed or tampered with as a result of abuse. So by first becoming connected again to your word and learning to keep, you know, your promises on small things like showing up on time, then the next time you make a promise about, you know what, I can only see you two times a week because the more I see you, the harder it is for me to get my work done, or some other sort of boundary that might be more difficult, you are more likely to be able to succeed with that because you've reconnected with, you know, your honor and integrity and your voice. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, can you tell me what what is it about, uh, not just for me, but, you know, this will be aired later, and I want it uh, for those who uh, need to hear this. What is it about uh, having been uh, through, uh, you know, a, a
that puts a, that ruins the ability to uh, to be honest. Is it because you had to not tell someone what happened to you and keep the guilt to yourself? Is that what destroyed the integrity in the first place? Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much at the root of it. We, uh, you know, it's kind of a bold statement, but we basically all become liars. And we become very adept at covering up, hiding. The amazing thing is that we, we express this covering up in all sorts of ways. You know, we might uh, add, uh, gain a lot of weight. You know, we, uh, a lot of women, I certainly went through this, uh, give up their femininity, right? So this is a loss of integrity around so many different things, not just our voice, but when you, when you basically are forced to sit with people and say, yeah, I'm great, life is good, things are going well, but you're going home and things are happening to you that shouldn't be happening to any child, you basically, it's just a disconnection between what you say and what you're doing. And so you find yourself starting to lie about little things, anything. Right. You know, um, it, it's just like, well, what does it matter? I just, you know, make up any story and I'll say anything. Um, That's and the, the point that I was trying to get at so that people can kind of understand how that happens as mm -hmm. why that would play a role into that, what causes one to uh, get to a point where, why should, you know, this is very important what happened to me, and I can't tell that. So what else would I have to tell the truth about that is, in, is mm -hmm. as important as this thing I'm hiding, kind yeah. of, right, to a little child's mind, let's say? Yeah. And to me, this is one of the, this is one topic that I don't hear being talked about very much in recovery. You'll hear a lot about abandonment. You'll hear a lot about trust and intimacy and guilt and shame, but this this concept of are you actually connected to your core? Are you connected to who you are um, as a, you know, with your voice, with your word? Uh, you know, it doesn't get a lot of airplay out there. And so it's really important to me that people come to understand that this in so many ways is a starting point. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. That's why I'm asking so many uh, questions that may seem really primary but or or primal, but uh, I do want anyone listening who you know may not be uh, uh, able to to understand it from a deep uh, point. If we can bring it, you know, very very. Uh, mm -hmm. I want to make it as simple as possible for people yeah. to understand. If if I made myself clear. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think I think I hope we're getting there. I mean, I, I I guess what I would say additionally about it is that you know if you want to if you want to experience you know that sensation of you know authenticity and freedom in your life that being able to start in your own little small ways in your own little world is so important. You know, we we sometimes try to go from zero to sixty, and that just never works. We really have to think about small incremental steps. So when it comes to something like reconnecting with your voice and letting go of, you know, lying, letting go of pretending, letting go of covering up, 
you know, pick one small thing that you can give your word to this week that you can follow through on. You know, this is the action part of things. You know, don't just take this as an idea and go, oh, that's a great idea. Think about, all right, well, you know, what have I been saying yes to this week that I've been blowing off? Or who's that person who I keep saying, yeah, we'll get dinner and I never, ever call? Or, you know, where, what's that, you know, one snack that I keep saying I'm going to give that up and I just don't? You know, whatever it is, one small thing. And notice, you know, for the next, you know, two weeks, every day, like giving your word to that, noticing, remaking that promise with yourself every morning and going through. And if you don't do it, if you fail, if you miss the boat, that's okay. It's not bad or wrong. Just take that as an opportunity to get curious. Like, well, what got in the way of that today? You know, what what fear came up for me or what worry came up or, you know, what desire got in the way and caused me to not keep my word and right. learn from that. Thank you for tuning in and joining us today. Don't forget to visit www.rachelgrantcoaching.com to learn more about sexual abuse recovery coaching and to explore the other resources available on the site. And please be sure to subscribe to this podcast. We have much more to share. Tune in next time when we'll be talking about rewiring negative patterns of thought and behavior. Until then, take good care of you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.